But um, all right, let's jump right into the podcast. First and foremost, man, let's answer some of these questions first. Then let's talk about um, 259. It's almost here. Can't wait to see what's going to go on. And, um, you know, I'm kind of excited. So let's just jump right into it, Joe. Man, I'm so excited. Uh, anybody who hasn't checked out our pre-fight predictions, watch them already. Um, man, I am I, – dude, the main event, we were talking to it, talking about it while we were trying to get the stream set up, yep. which is crazy. This is our official first stream that we've done. Uh, but, man, I am so excited for the main event. Ian Blahovich, Israel Adesanya. Tomorrow night can't come soon enough. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't want to go too far. Let's answer some of these questions, man. I think Yusuf had a f- um fantastic questions and whatnot. So let's jump into that before we um before we get into breaking down this this because okay. there's a lot to talk about the weight, you know, the weight situation. We finally got some weigh-ins and stuff. So there's just so much to talk about. So let's let's jump into it. Uh, you do you have the questions for Yusuf right in front of you? No, no, I thought you had those. Oh, let me look. By the way, Katie's watching us right now, she said. That's hilarious. And she's watching us. <laughs> oh, Shout out to Katie, man. I hope you guys one day apply enough pressure for her. Come on. Um, let's see. Okay. So one of his first questions was, who's your picks for Volkanovski versus Ortega? Yeah, I'll let you go first with that. Man, that's a tough fight. Yep. Um, just gun to my head, like real quick, without putting too much thought into mm-hmm. it. I I think Ortega has a great chance, but I'm probably going to go with Volkanovski just because Ortega had that long layoff, and then now he's coming back to fight. You know, mm-hmm. after only one win, you know, it was a quality win. It was a great win against Chan Sung Jung, but right now I just feel like Volkanovski. The momentum is going too well for him right now. He's fighting great. Mm-hmm. Look at what he did to Max Holloway in the first fight. Second fight was a bit closer, but right as of right now, I might change my mind when the pre-fight comes around. But for right now, I'm choosing uh, Volkanovski. Okay, so Yusuf always turns me into hot take Sully, so here's hot take Sully. Um, I don't even think Volkanovski should be um, champion at this point. So I will be going Brian Ortega, I think stylistically, for how he's – now his striking is way better. We know what his ground game has to offer. Um, the combination of those skills and, and what he has turned into as of lately, it's just going to be too much for Volkanovski. It's a different path to victory. And um, I think that because of that growth of the striking, you know, it makes it such a complex fight for Volkanovski to, to have there. So um, I'm going to go with Brian Ortega. And I think Brian Ortega, you know, he's, he's going to win here and, possibly quite possibly dominantly and then max is gonna come and beat him up again and take that belt so we'll see how that goes but you know i am right for right now off the gun to my head i think that's that's where i'm happy with um this is another fantastic question that he has right here um answer true or false alessandra beats prime dc you want me to go first or you want to go first i'll go first i think dc beats him I think DC's just too much of a grappler. I think he's going to be able to get Adesanya down. Uh, and I think that's the path to beat Adesanya is to take him down and hold him down. You know, you know. Uh, look, what I like about you is you're always cons- um, consistent. Your Israel Adesanya hate and slander is so real that, you slander. know, for, yes, for for you 
for you to pick DC, which you a man who you've hated and slandered for a long time, picked against for a long time, even though you've enjoyed him. I shouldn't say hated because that's that's not correct. But you've slandered for a long time, picking against him in a multitude of different fights. I'm surprised you picked him here. Um, but I would tend to agree with you, uh, especially the size differential. Um, just prime DC hand speed. The fact that Alessandra, he could just get up underneath him and grapple him. The fact that even if he couldn't take him down, which he would be able to, he'd be able to push him up against the cage and beat yep. him up. That's another aspect of the Yan fight that we'll break into and in, in after we get rid of the questions. But there's so many different things that DC was able to do. And just the size alone, um, power, speed combination that he has in that takedown ability, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. DC was an enigma and um, Alessandra still has a... He's still building his resume and his legendary status. You know, he, we can't, we got to pump the brakes. We got to pump the brakes. What's up? Also, just with DC's fight IQ plus yep. his chin, yep. if Rumble Johnson can't put him out with his hardest punches, I don't think Adesanya is going to be able to put out DC. Yeah, but I don't even think it's just share on K. It's the same thing with Alessandro. Uh, it's not even like KO power, but it's the accumulation, you know? And I don't even think we'll get a chance to see the accumulation because he's going to get taken out in every single round. Um, Okay, great. This is another fantastic question. Will both John Jones and Amanda Nunes be defeated before they retire? Oh, that is a great question. Uh, I'll let you take that one first. Okay. Um, man, so I'll start off with Amanda Nunes. Will she be defeated before she has retired? Um, I'm going to say... No. And I think because after this uh, Megan Anderson fight, it's going to be, she's been talking about retirement for a while now. And after this Megan Anderson fight, then there's a question mark on what is there for her to do next. Who knows how long of a layoff she'll have. There's no real division there um, for uh, the 45 uh, pound females. And I don't know what she's going to go, how she's going to go forward. You know, there's the Valentina stuff that she could challenge. And that's, that's her biggest threat, you know, um, uh, in, and any of the divisions is there from a female perspective, but it's just like, so I think that potentially we may see Amanda Nunes win here and maybe walk away or just say, you know what, I'm going to take time. And um, I, I don't feel like there's like enough of a talent pool there to really risk her losing, but it is possible, especially if she fights Valentina again, maybe just maybe um, Valentina will come out on top. As far as John Jones, um, I saw a video. I don't know if you saw the video yourself. Maybe it was yesterday or today of John Jones moving around and he looked a lot bigger and he was saying something about he's, he's a little bit slower. He's getting used to his, um, his body because he's putting on weight to his transition to heavyweight. And just the new dimension of him being at heavyweight, he runs a risk. But I still think that he's so well-versed and so well-talented that even at with at that, running that risk, like he's he's going. So I don't think we're going to see John Jones lose. Um, only thing that he can lose to is uh, Usado or, you know, um, crashing a car into a pregnant lady or something like that. I don't <laughs> think we'll see him, um, anybody in the octagon beating him. So, so what's your take? So, so both your answers was no, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so I'll start with Amanda Nunes, and I'm going to say yes, she will lose. Okay. I think she will fight Valentina for a third time. I think, if my memory is correct, I think I thought Valentina won both the first fights, um, and I think Valentina will beat her in the third fight. It seems like lately, 
And I know she's fighting a you know borderline bum and Megan Anderson, but lately she's been getting a little kind of more risky. Like look, like I hated the way she fought Jermaine Durandamy, where she was like eating them up kicks constantly, constantly. And I think eventually, you know, when you feel basically unbeatable. Yep. We're having some Zoom issues here. Yep, we're back. We're back. Yep, we're back. Yeah, was I frozen that. also? Yeah, you you froze yeah. on my end. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what was you froze on there. mine. Yeah, but it's as long as it came um, back. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, hold on. Let me make sure. I'm gonna text Katie and make sure it goes back up properly because it says reconnected on my end right now. Okay. Okay, it's reconnected. So Sweet. it should be up now. Um, let me make sure it's up. The last thing I heard what you say was um, when you feel unbeatable. Yeah, so I think uh, when you when you have when you're somebody who feels, hold on, let me make sure this is up before I finish this off. Katie says it's not back up yet. Get the way she fought Jermaine Durandamy, where she was like eating them up kicks constantly, constantly, and I think eventually. Get the way she fought Jermaine Durandamy, where she was like eating them up kicks constantly, constantly, and I think eventually, you know, when you feel. What's weird is I think something happened with my internet for a second. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I had to have. Yeah, had to have. Because it said uh, um, OBS disconnected as well. Yeah, so that's exactly what that was. All right, I think it's back to being live. You got to go back to just using the standard. Yeah, it's back. It's back because I can hear it. Um, you got to go back to using the standard internet that, you know. Yeah, the yeah, Eero, yeah. yeah. I got to yeah. bring it back in here. Yep. Uh, but anyway, I just think when you feel so invincible time and time again, and she's just beating these people and everyone's saying she's the greatest woman fighter of all time. Yep. And then you have Valentina kind of waiting in the wings at 125. Eventually they're, they're bound to fight again. They have to yep. fight again. That fight has to happen. I think she's going to lose to Valentina. I think that's going to be a loss. As far as John Jones goes, I'm going to say yes. I think a heavyweight man, it's just the knockout power of some people. I favor him in a lot of those fights, but depending on how long he stays a heavyweight, I think he's going to eventually lose there. You really you think so? Yep. So I'm very surprised to hear you say that. Um, I favor him against a lot of those guys, but man, if he fights, let's say he fights Stipe, he fights Ngannou, he fights Derek Lewis, he fights you know Cyril Gone. All right, so let's jump into this because this this is normal. This is normal. Um, Cyril Gone. Let's let's stop. Let's stop. Let's let's honestly let's stop that right there. Um I think Cyril Gon could potentially beat John Jones. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's not even let's not even go there as of yet. That's 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 still too much, you know. He um let's just pump the brakes on that one. Um and you said Steep A. All right, so let's break down the Steep A stuff. Steep A has taken a lot of damage um to this point in his career. Still still best heavy UFC every year of all time. Uh keeps getting older. Keeps getting more injured. We have to see what he looks like against Francis. Francis now power is extreme. Um, have to. We haven't even seen if his takedown uh, defense has improved. 
And if he could get up, we'll see that potentially if that comes into fruition with the Stipe fight. So we'll have more information there. I feel like the real, the only real threat now at heavyweight for um, John Jones is um, Francis Ngannou. Like that one, I could definitely see with the information that we have. Um, Surreal, it may po- he he may possibly be a threat, but we still just don't have enough information. I wasn't too impressed by his performance against Rosenstrike because it wasn't a display of killer instincts. Um, it, he did not throw anything with reckless abandon or, or, or a lot of strength. It was, he was just touching him up. And I think if, with, if he, that's your fighting style against John Jones, he's just going to, he's going to be able to outpoint you. So it's, um, it's, and plus he has, he has the experience too. That's something that a lot of people don't put in. Uh, Cyril Gaon has, does not even have no place in there, not even half or a quarter of the experience that John Jones has and, and, or even octagon time, you know, these are all different things. So, um, We'll have to see from from that kind of standpoint, that perspective. But also remember that the heavyweight division is in turmoil in terms of talent and the depth of the pool. So theoretically, John Jones can squeak by and beat, possibly beat either Stipe or um, or Francis. And then there's realistically not no any like not any serious threats. You have Derek Lewis, whose punching power is the only threat. You have um, Francis Ngannou, who's a little bit more rounded, well-rounded, but his punching power is also is the most realistic threat. You have Cyril Gan, who is at this point still a baby. You have um, the guy that you like mentioned, uh, Vol- Volkov, pardon me. And to me, I don't even think that he's – to me, I, the ship is already sailed. He's, I don't think he's a good fighter. Um, he's good in the heavyweight division, but I think if you was to scale him to size in any one of these divisions, he'd be a nobody. Um, and then after that, the, the division – it's just is a barren wasteland. So hold on, Sully. I see somebody put in our chat who's watching right now. By, by the way, thank you for watching. Something yeah. about let's go. Is he in Francis? <laughs> yeah. So you know, I I, I think um, first of all, that's the first comment um, we've gotten in that that chat like for, forever, right? This is the first yep. time the first time. So I'll that's remember that one. Appreciate that. Um, Jay Bruff. Okay. You're the first one ever, so we appreciate that one. But yeah, um, I just don't think the talent pool is uh, is enough at heavyweight to really pose a threat there, you know. And also, I wanted to make a video and get you guys' thoughts on if we use that logic, and John does Jones does go to heavyweight and dominate at heavyweight. How impressed would people actually be when you put it all into perspective? But we'll save that subject for another day. Yeah, well, let me just say this, and I know it sounds crazy, and I haven't put a lot of heavy thought into this, Sully, mm-hmm. okay? So if I change my mind in the future, don't say you brought this up. When I look at the landscape of the heavyweight division in general, yep. I feel like you almost made my argument for me in a way, in a way. Derek Lewis' main threat is his knockout power. Francis Ngannou's main threat is his knockout power. I just feel like Cyril Gaon, the little bit that he's shown, he's shown that he's well-rounded. He has submission skills. He has grappling skills. He has knockout That's power. ridiculous. That's he's, absolutely ridiculous. He's super athletic. I think he could be trouble in the heavyweight division, and I, I've been high on him. And I know he's talking. We're talking about we're talking about trouble for John Jones. Now you see now now it's changing. Now the goalpost is changing. Before well, John Jones is going to be at heavyweight. We're talking, but we're talking about trouble for John Jones, who's a whole different animal, even even at heavyweight. Then on top of that, I, me and you, we've spoke for years over and over about this exact subject. If the argument is that someone's punching power is their only threat 
to somebody else, that should tell you everything. If the punching power is the singular threat that they have against someone else, that should tell you everything. That already says off the bat that they have what's known as a puncher's chance. And that's just not a good look. Normally when we go, even when we make these videos, we try to form our argument based on paths to victory. You know, so I, for me, it's like just the singular threat of being of someone's punching power, that that being it, it already forms the argument of, you know, this person is already at a disadvantage. And for Surreal Gone, like experience comes into comes into fruition, man. Octagon time comes into fruition. And then facing of quality opponents, that also comes into fruition. He still needs he needs a big win under his name in terms of like if he was to beat up a, a a Francis, if he was to beat up a Stipe, then then we can see we can see more. But the guys that he has being ready, you know, one guy was over the hill and just recently got cut, and the next guy was a, another individual that's extremely limited. You know, so we have to put that in perspective, especially you who's a resume guy. You know, you you love resumes. So I just I find know. it weird that that's your um that's your stance. I know, but dude, I just really think the well-roundedness of him. And by Which the way, is, yeah. Jay Bruff said, don't think Gane can even beat Rosenstrike. I don't know what that means because he did beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, I am the defenses watching too. Appreciate Re- you. Reason why Yan ain't beating Izzy. What, what exactly does that mean? Please. I guess he's asking a question. Yep. You think so? Was that all that this is? I did, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe something you had said he was saying, you know, that's the reason why Yan ain't be- beating Izzy. If that's a question, okay. let us know. But, yep. but if you guys would like more of these streams, I know there's only a couple people watching right now. We're just doing the podcast. We're late on it because we're doing the we were doing all the pre-fights for UFC 259. Yep. But if you guys would want more of these streams like this, eventually we want to do them. So and we'll answer the questions live. And on top of that, look, a couple people watching is more than I've ever expected for anything. <laughs> you know, so for me, the way I look at it is that uh, we're super grateful for you to be here. If you want to ask a question. We'll jump on the questions. Um, it's kind of hard for us because it's the first time we've ever done this. So, you know, there's going to be some growing pains. But, man, I appreciate you guys. There's, there's more of you guys here than I thought. So I'm very happy about this. I'm kind of pumped up. Katie said there's seven watching right now. That, and, and, yes, that's <laughs> to me, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. I'm very happy about that. Um, because these are no normal private – like, these are, like, private conversations that – I'd be having with Joey, believe it or not. Like this is how we go back and forth all the time. Um, all right. So this is really cool. So you want to, you want to keep elaborating on now. Or you want to move on to Yusuf's next question. Uh, as far as the um, Jones losing a heavyweight. Um, I don't know if you was finished with that, but yeah, but he has other questions here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and go to the next question, but hold on real quick. Uh, okay. There was another, See if you can actually pull up the live chat because I'm afraid to mess with anything. On yeah, my yeah, yeah. So I'll... because I don't want to mess up the stream, man. I no, just... I understand. Totally understand. Um, but uh, he said I don't think Yan is fast enough to land good on Izzy. Robert Whitaker is fast as fuck, and he barely landed flush on Izzy. That's actually. Uh, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't disagree with anything he said. But uh, I just feel like Yan is going to land for me personally for my prediction. Mm-hmm. Um. What the heck is that? Oh, was that your phone? Were you yeah, watching yeah. your phone for a second? Yeah. I'm um, trying to find. I'm trying to find the. You know, I'm on the mobile. I'm trying to find the, the questions. Oh, okay. If I can't find, it, I'm just gonna get up, grab my laptop, and. Yeah. Well, anyway. You know what else I'm gonna do? 
Give me a second. All right, go ahead. Um, I am the deference. Are you doing fight live stream? I think eventually we're going to. We really want to, uh, but we kind of been trying to figure all this stuff out. This stuff is all new to us. But eventually we want to do it. We might maybe try to do it tomorrow, maybe a little bit, maybe during the prelims or something. I don't know yet. Uh, but eventually we would like to do like a fight companion, kind of like me and Sully just sit here and watch the fights together and uh, respond to you guys on the comments. Uh, but back to – did you hear all that, Sully? No, I just heard something about the comments. I am the deference asked, are you going to yep. do fight live streams? Like I guess like a fight companion, like kind of like we talked about, and I was yep. just telling him that eventually we're going to start doing that. Maybe not for every car, but some of them. Yep. Uh, but we're still figuring all this stuff out, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Look, what we could possibly do is – and it depends on how – hold on, let me just move. Okay, great. So I'm able to see the stuff now. So what we could possibly do is um, for 259, maybe we'll do it live, like how we're doing this for the prelims. But, you know, we're also fans. Even though we're YouTubers, we're also fans. So when it comes to the main card, um, it'll be a situation where for viewing experience reasons, for wanting to be able to break down the fights properly and how we see them and not be distracted for those kind of reasons. The fact that we'll, it'll be the second time that we've done this at that point and also the size of the card, meaning the quality of fights. We'll probably want to pay attention to the um, main card super seriously, like how we normally would. But for the pre-fight, if Joey wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind, man. We could sit here, go through it live. You know, um, you guys will see how we interact and how we enjoy consuming fights, you know, and also yeah. little things that we break down. Cause my memory is terrible, bro. And like, sometimes we'll be having a discussion. Like we'll, we'll just be on the phone talking throughout the fights. And there's some stuff that we do miss because it will be on the phone for mad long. Like, and, you yeah. know, things just go. Um, but- oh man, I'm loving this questions. People are commenting and stuff. It's coming <laughs> in. It's, um, Jay Bruh says, uh, Izzy, in my opinion, is evasive. Uh, it's too evasive to get landed on flush. Remember when he fought Romero? This is 100% chance. I don't know the difference. Is. Let's do it. Yeah, all right. So we got a so, request. Let me get back to that. Hold on. Let me, because I was yeah. talking about that before, I, that I think eventually Yan will land. I just feel like 25 minutes to land, you know, I just mm-hmm. feel like he's going to. And that's what I said in the breakdown. I think Izzy is overall the better fighter but I think Yan is going to find a way to find Izzy's chin. And also a major, major factor that I really regret not bringing up in the pre-fight is the fact that this takes place at the apex, which is the 25 foot octagon, yep. which is significantly smaller. And I hate that octagon. And I think that's a massive disadvantage to Izzy. And All I right. Well, didn't, didn't and that I think same, it could play a factor in the fight. Didn't, did, wasn't that the same situation against Costa? No. It was it supposed wasn't. to be originally, and then it, but then and it then got it's, moved. Okay, so and that's I another always thing. wonder, and I always wonder because I said if I was Israel Adesanya's coach, if I was in his so, corner, if I was his manager, especially with the Costa matchup, I would have said, you know, no, this is a massive disadvantage for me. I want to fight. I'm not saying that happened, what, but I'm saying I wouldn't doubt if behind the scenes they said, you know, we don't want this fight at the apex. Possibility, but what's also weird is that I I went back and watched some uh m- most of Izzy's uh UFC fight. He's never given up octagon control. He's old, no one has ever forced him to give up octagon control. So it's, it's, it's to me, it's essentially, it's just going to be more of the same. What comes to the difference is, I, and I thought about it after the pre-fight, was that, um, you know, I don't think that we did a good enough job of, of talking about if 
Yan really attempts to push Izzy up against the cage and fights him there, you know, with dirty boxing, Muay Thai style, because that's a whole different dimension because now you have the weight difference that we did see. Uh, Yan, obviously, he cut down to get to, to wherever he else. So who knows where he's going to blow up to. And then um, you have Izzy that's just, that must be his walking around weight at 200 pounds. You know, maybe he had a meal and he didn't even use the bathroom. Maybe he's even lighter than that. You know, Very so um, so it's it's quite possible that for Yan, he may say, I'm going to attempt to do what Izzy did to Costa as in leg kick him. I'm going to try to push him up against the fence and I'm going to try to dirty box him, uh, him there. And if I get the takedown, then we'll see. But all of that wears on you, you know, and for 25 rounds, if he fights like that, combined with his punching power, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough axe. But Izzy, the way he moves, um, Jorge Lopez said, uh, found you out through Reddit. Appreciate you. Um, so, yeah, the way he moves and the way that he he fights and the fact that he's it's very hard to corner him, I just – I it has to happen for me to say it's possible. I, I know what you mean, but just yeah. for me, I just feel like Yan is a guy who's going to try to walk through those punches and going to try to land. And for me as a guy who's doubted Yan time and time again – and also down at Izzy time and time again, I just feel like in this fight, for whatever reason, and again, I admit, I think Izzy's the overall better fighter. I just think the odds are, for me, the odds when I think of it, I just think Yan is going to be able to land, and I think he's going to hurt Izzy badly, and I think he's going to end up, you know, being able to finish him. Uh, oh, Yusuf is here. Yusuf, Yusuf is has here. entered the chat. And, uh, and, and we've been answering his questions. Yusuf, oh, there he is, yep. See, funny, funny right. enough, yeah. funny enough, Jay bra. I actually thought pick Stipe to beat Francis. That's, that's he's hundred percent right. Um, but you that. are correct. I understand my logic yeah. is flawed. I understand that. Yep. But for me, I just feel like it's. I feel like Yan's striking is just good enough. Francis. We have to. We have to be very careful because I. I the look, the use of feints is going to be definitely happening in this fight. Izzy make, makes people freeze. Like people don't understand that he just his feints and and the angles he uses it makes people freeze entirely. It's actually absolutely what we saw happen against Costa is the feints and the leg kicks. It just stopped. It neutralized Costa's offense entirely. And we'll know, I think, within the first two minutes of the round, first round, how the fight is going to go because we'll see if Yan is going to be able to mount any kind of um offense. And Yan presses forward, so if we're if we're not seeing him press forward to be able to do that, I think it's going to be a tough night for him. Yusuf is here. Um, let's see, because I do wanna I do wanna address his questions too, because we have more two fifty nine stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. He said, um, Alessania and John Jones will both. I guess this is a question: Will Alessania and John Jones uh, both hold the light heavyweight and heavyweight titles by the end of twenty twenty one? Say that again one more time. Sorry. So he's asking: Will uh, Israel Alessania hold the light heavyweight belt? And will John Jones hold the heavyweight belt by the end of 2021? End of 2021. Yep. I'm going to say no because I picked the end. Okay, so you said so you picked it no for all right. So I'm gonna say no for a different reason. I think Alessania is gonna hold the belt. Um light heavyweight belt, but I think for John Jones and the timing and steep ace timing and and how things go in and, and if something happens with John Jones too, because you know he's another one where something can happen with him that we may see Jones only fight uh, once. And if you don't be careful, it won't even be immediately for a title shot. Yeah. I'm not even sure that we will see John Jones fight for the heavyweight yeah. title. 
in imagine, imagine if Francis Ngannou and Stipe ends up being a crazy war. Stipe ends up winning. Uh, I think if it goes to the decision, most likely Stipe wins. Jay, bro, uh, you my you my boy, but don't have Dana White uh, coming yeah. here looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> don't have Dana White coming here looking well, for you, man. Hey, I, I really do appreciate it. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that in the future, though. We'll talk about that in the future, my friend, Jay, bro. <laughs> um. Uh, Debra also said, fuck, I can't wait. Me either, man. This is all I've been thinking about all week. Uh, I feel like a kid, you know how that feeling used to get, you know, Christmas week, waiting for Christmas. The time has been – usually time, you know, as I've gotten older, time has been flying by, going really fast. But lately, it has been going by so (laughs) – it's been going by so slow waiting for this card – Jay Braz has me laughing hysterically. He said, I'm going to slap Dana Baldass head. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, George Lopez, thanks for watching, man. I saw your stuff. I know Izzy mentioned it before. Man, I'm so happy Yusuf is in here. Yusuf, you got any good questions to throw in for this live chat yeah. right here? And, man, yeah. Look, anytime Yusuf says is a great thing. Um, and I am the defense. Yeah. He's been around. He's been he's OG, too. That's true. And, you know, you know, it's so crazy. I'm just so glad that you guys are here interacting with us and interacting with each other because that's all we ever wanted was a, a community. And now I feel like we have one. This has blown my expectations totally out of the water. I'm so happy about this. In terms of 259, there's so much that we have to look into. There's so much that we got to think about. Just I, I was telling um Joey, I said, look, man, from the prelims, we have to, the show is on the road. From the prelims, all the way to the main card. There's so much implications on the divisions of so, so many different fights to have. It's it's just it's insane. It's insane. Like as an MMA fan, two fifty nine is Christmas. You know, it's whatever holiday you accept. It's Christmas. It's just it's there. I know, dude. It's so amazing. If you just look, a lot of the times the first two, um, the first two main card fights sometimes can be a little bit like, eh, you know what I mean, yep. dude. From the prelims to the main event is just crazy. Alexander Rockage versus Thiago Santos. I believe that's the fight that opens the main card. Yep. Uh, then you have Islam Makhachev versus Drew Dober. Uh, man, what an amazing lightweight fight that's going to be. I can't, I just can't wait. And there's nothing better. And there's very few times that I can ever remember this happening. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but to have fight after fight that I legitimately care about. And I really want to pay attention that I'm like, I cannot miss a single fight. Usually I'll run out, and so you know this, but anybody else who's watching doesn't know this. Um, mm-hmm. Usually during the prelims, like I'll, right after a fight ends that I like, right as it ends, if there's the next fight I don't really care about too much, I'll run out and grab food or something like yep. that. Um, I cannot run out. I got to order delivery for this card mm-hmm. because this is a great fight card. Um, I'm seeing George Lopez says, do y'all live stream watch-alongs? We are looking into doing it in the future. This is actually our first stream, our test stream. Yep. Um, we're not really familiar with how to do this, so we're kind of learning, but we'll figure it out like anything. We started off with doing the Zoom calls. Um, by the way, Jabra, I am the deference said, you send in that link, so send him that link, hook him up yep. with that link. Um, uh, let's see, but yeah, George Lupas, we'll be doing it in the future, and we might do it for the prelims if that's something you guys want to see tomorrow. For the oh, main man, card, Yusuf brought up something. Yusuf is my guy, man. He brought up something that I wanted to talk about, but all of this has been so exciting for me that it uh it kind of you know I kind of forgot. Right here is one of the things she said. Thoughts on a potential TJ versus Sanhagen? Um, Dana said TJ's next fight would be number one contender. Remember we spoke about that. 
we spoke about that earlier. So yeah, that's nope. another one we have to get to. Um, cool. I'm glad to be. Yep, for, for, for I guess it'd be. Jay Bros talking about sending the link to I am the defense. You don't think it's gonna matter if he sends it in this chat, nah, or you? No, nah, of course. Nah, let him let him send it. Yeah, I guess there's not we can do about it. No, nothing yet. I, I, don't now, I don't know what's I don't know what's going, going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. So go ahead. I guess yeah. hopefully hopefully we don't get banned for this. But yeah, <laughs> we didn't expect. We just wanted to do this podcast. We were late on it. We wanted to do this live yep. stream and test it out. You know, regardless of who watching, we're recording the podcast as well. So Dude, this has blown my expectations out the water. the first ones here. Yep. George Lopez says, cool, I'm glad I'm here for the first one. Yeah, you guys are pioneers. You guys are the That's pilgrims true. of in-depth MMA podcasts. Like That's these. true. And look, <laughs> I know people I know people say this all the time. Um, one thing about us is that we appreciate this. Like, honestly, I can't stress enough how much we appreciate this. As friends... All these conversations are just private conversations. And now it's like there's legitimately a community um, where there's people interacting. There's questions. You know, it's just it's so crazy. It's just to me, I'm just I'm so ecstatic. It's, it's so crazy. I And I'm actually out of out of both of us. I'm actually the more reserved one. Like, I'm OK with everything. Um, Joey said, you know what, today, let's go live. And I said, all right, let's do it. Now I'm thirsty. You see, come them them prelims. I want to do that live, bro. You want to do it live? I want to do it live. Come on. Hey, anybody who's watching this, comment down below if you guys want us to do that live. And yep. also, I think – I'm pretty sure Sully's going to want to do it now. He seems like he's excited. Yep. Uh, but we were going to do the post-fight live stream and then obviously still upload the video afterwards. Yep. So if, if that's something you guys want to see too, let us know. Just comment, you know. Um, the but, difference is hilarious. He'd say, yeah, I wasn't here. <laughs> But eventually, you know, the goal – okay, we will, we will. Well, George Lopez says, fuck it, do it live. Uh, yep. But eventually the goal has always been when we started this channel, we eventually wanted to do some live streams. We just kind of have to figure it out, man. It's Sometimes it can be a little bit complicated, but eventually, you know, once you get a handle on it, we'll, we'll definitely figure it out. Yep. So, I mean, this one's working out. We didn't even expect that this many people to join, you know. Yeah, never. You know, this was our first one. We yeah. didn't advertise it really anywhere. I think Samika could beat Amanda – um, I don't know how she got the shot, to be honest. Yeah, we actually spoke about that. Actually, yep. no, she was the toss. I made a kill. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, um, it's it's sad because there's no real division there. Uh, Joey and I, we came up with a, a, we came out with a video based on that. There's really no real division there. She's only there because of the name. She got two wins over girls. I think you said they combined wins is ten fights. And um, on top of that, I said it before. I'm just gonna reiterate it again. She has zero paths in my, to victory in my mind. Something freakish would have to happen for uh, Megan Anderson to beat Amanda Nunes, and um, I think she's going to lose and lose decisively. So. I'm not a I'm not a better at all, yeah. and I I don't really understand odds all too much. I kind of get them now, but not very much. I want to see the odds of that fight, and I want to put some money on Megan Anderson because Me too. we've seen it happen before. And if I can bet like three hundred dollars to win like three thousand. Yep. I'll take that little bit of fun, you know what I mean? Because because the one thing about Megan Anderson, and, and I know she's a sacrificial lamb. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. I'm not saying that I think she has a legitimate chance of winning. Um, oh, don't make me have to turn on your head. <laughs> what are you about to say? But, but hold on. I know she has no path to victory. But just with them weird lanky limbs, maybe she mm -hmm. could land like a head kick or something. And also, Amanda Nunes, I feel like, and again, I'm not saying this is, you know, Megan Anderson's going to win. 
But I feel like in her last few fights, Amanda Nunes has gotten a little sloppy. She was sloppy in the Duran Durandarine fight, um, which is the main one that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, I know, I know she doesn't really have any power, but I just feel like if there's going to be a fluky win, I feel like it's possible. Just Nunes, yep. everything is going for Nunes. Nobody in the world thinks Megan Anderson has a chance. Nunes, there's no doubt in my mind she's she believes her own hype, and rightfully so. You know, she's been dominant. But eventually that starts to get to you. You know what I mean? I can't lose. You know what I mean? And you start to get a little bit reckless. And uh, <laughs> that, yo, Yusuf is hilarious. That's 100% the truth. That's 100% <laughs> the truth. And, and for Jay, bro, like, look, I agree with you 100%. But here's here's the thing. I've always said, look, 90, I'm 99% sure Amanda Nunes is going to win. There's always that 1% chance that something freaky happens. Bad stoppage. Um, you know, and maybe a repeat of a toenail again, now that she knows that that's such a devastating weapon, you know, um, there's, there's always a chance for a freaky, a freaky event to happen. I don't think so. The thing about the bet is, and the reason why we said, you know, uh, why, why would we bet something like that is because we're not betting in the sense that we believe that, you know, um, Megan it's Anderson can win. It's just a, it's just a payout would be so insane that it did happen. It'd be like, yeah, you know, this would behoove us to. Do something like that. Let, let me tell a story that I've told on another podcast before. Yep. And I'll, you know this story. Me and Sully, right? And and I was the catalyst for this. I'll take the full credit for this. UFC 199 fight week. When Michael Bismang stepped in on two weeks notice or something like that against Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold had already beaten him before. I said to Sully, I had a feeling during that week that I was like, dude, Bismang is going to win. And Sully said, you know what? I'm getting that same feeling. It's just... Mm-hmm. I, I, there's no, we can't say, oh, it was because of this or because of that. It was just a vibe that, that I was getting. I mentioned to Sully, he said the same. And at the time, I knew a guy who, like, had a friend in Vegas that was putting down bets. And I said, you want to put a couple hundred dollars on Michael Bisming to win this fight? And he said, yeah. And I don't remember exactly what the, what the numbers were, so I'm going to kind of make them up a little bit. But it was something along these lines. It was something like $200 bet was going to win us, like, 1200 bucks, right? So I texted him and told him, you know, place this bet for me. I'll send you the money. And he said, well, if you parlay it with favor beating Dominic Cruz, like a $200 bet or something like that, it might have been $300. I don't remember what it was. We'll win you like $3,000 or $4,000, something crazy amount. And I said, you know what, Saul, you want to just do that? I, th- I thought favor had a better chance to beat Dominic Cruz than uh, most people thought that Bisping had of beating mm-hmm. Rockhold. So I said, okay, he could win a decision. You know, let's, let's take the bigger bet. And we took the parlay, which means both of them had to come through to get the win. And then the favor lost. And then Michael Bisming just brutally KOs Luke yeah, Rockle and Sully were both like, damn. I remember, I remember it hurt because I didn't fully understand. I still don't fully understand betting. And Sully doesn't either. And nope. I remember Sully, as soon as the KO happened, like Herb Dean or whoever barely pulled, barely pulled Bisming off of him. And Sully texted me, how much we win? And I said, dude, I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. I'm a- <laughs> oh, man. But um, oh man, that I, I still regret that bet to this day, and uh, it's not like I bet often. Me and Sully occasionally will bet like you know twenty dollars here and there, just back and forth. Because for me personally, as far as like gambling and betting on fights, I don't like losing money to a massive corporation. If I got to pay Sully fifty bucks or twenty bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever it may be. I'm happy to give Sully that money. He's my friend, you know. He yeah, wants same. to be mm-hmm. and he, I'm sure that's the way he feels the same. But for me, I, so I, I'm never, almost never bet any money on any fights. I know a lot of channels are based around betting, but 
you know, I don't really enjoy even like talking about odds. Like I know the UFC, have any of you guys ever seen on like a pre-fight for a UFC show? Have you ever, sorry, I, we've never talked about this. Have you ever What's seen up? that guy? He's almost, the only way I can describe him is like a used car salesman. He's like some slime ball guy. He's kind of got the like tan skin. He's really skinny. He's older. And he's always talking about Vegas odds. Do you, have you ever seen that guy? Um, no, I'm not sure. So. Yeah, dude, that. every time the UFC – are you reading the live chat? Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been let's, let's get back to – I keep throwing my finger up. But let's get back to a question we missed from Yusuf from a while ago, which was a great question. The San Diego one? Yes. Oh, so, okay. Yep, yep. So he said, uh, I'm scared to touch anything. I'm going to mess up the live stream. Uh, yeah, because the reason is is I don't want the questions to pile up and then we miss. Yeah, thoughts on potential TJ versus San Hagen. Dana White says TJ next fight will be number one contender. Yep. I guess it has to be Corey. Yep. Let me read you a text that I have with Sully from earlier today. Yep. Uh, so Sully sends me the link, the picture. Um, here, hold on, I'll show it real quick. Just a little picture of ESPN talking about, you know, whatever yeah. with TJ Dillashaw. My exact response was, got to be San Hagen. And that is the fight that I have been campaigning for. And I am super excited for it. Yeah. I cannot wait for that fight. I'm excited, but at the same time, you guys, you, you, if you've been here for a long time, you know how much I vehemently dislike cheaters, uh, especially EPO cheaters, uh, only injectable. That's that Lance Armstrong shit. Um, look, man, for, for TJ, he's getting rewarded here, but I believe Sanhagen, he Sanhagen could beat him. So it's like he may he may get this fight and then he may he may get beaten down by Sanhagen. But we'll see, because TJ is still even He's an enigma, even off if off of uh, EPO, you know. Who knows how long he was really on it, and um, we'll see. But Sanhagen is long, lanky. I just want to see the re- wrestling differential there, you know, because TJ could still he could take him down, quite possibly, and that could be the deciding factor in the fight. Um, for me personally, I think TJ Dillashaw and EPO. I think San, I still favor Sanhagen. I just I don't know if it's just recency biased or what it is. Uh, but I, I favor San, I favor Sanhagen in that fight. I just think he's the new breed of fighter. I think TJ Dillashaw is going to get outstruck by him. I, I think Cody Garbrandt outstruck him up until mm-hmm. you know he heard him and then charged forward. Uh, damn, all these people are. I did not expect all these chats. Me either. Man. Me either. And I'm, yeah, I'm trying to keep up with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Sanhagen w- will beat TJ, and I can't wait for that fight. And I hope it happens as soon as possible. Uh, let's see. Yusuf has another one here, too. And also, uh, Jay brought. You said, I have a feeling Francis is going to sleep, Steve. Me, too, man. I got a gut feeling. I'm not sure I'm picking Francis yet. Uh, I picked Stipe in the first fight, but I just feel like maybe it's it's the, you know, the wear and tear on Stipe's body. Exactly. The DC fights and and the eye injuries and the eye pokes and the accumulation in time and the age. Meanwhile, Francis is just KOing people dead in 20 seconds. Yep, and it's everything compounded on top of each other. And also, to be honest with you, with Stipe, um, there's a question mark for how long he's going to continue to do this, man. Um, this, the fights, there's been a large amounts of gaps in between every time he has a fight, and uh, age is going to catch up eventually. So we'll have to see what's going on there. Yusuf said, um, uh, guys, do you think – uh, guys, what do you think it's going to take to beat Nunez? And are there fighters who have the skills to beat her in the UFC? And yes, um, uh, Valentina Shevchenko, she has the skills. You know, she it, it would take it would take. I think she just has to fight her a certain amount of times, and eventually she'll um, you know, she would get a win. 
So um, it's just, you know, it's insane. It's insane. But also for Amanda Nunes, there comes the possibility of where it's like, as I said, she she's she's getting into a place where, too, she spoke about retirement. She may turn around and beat herself, not in fact that she's going to give herself a loss, but she may um, she may just go away, you know. There's not really much for her to do left here. What other mountains are there for her to climb, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of scary, especially since the 45 rooms for uh, females, there's no real division there. If there yeah. was, I thought I could see a couple more years, but what other fights are there for her? And what big-name fights, too, at that? Dude, 135 is, <clears throat> is not that great right now either, man. Yep. Um, She said, don't you think Val – Yusuf said, don't you think Valentina is too small? No, they fought twice already, and I thought they were very competitive. And I think I thought Valentina won both those fights. I don't remember for sure. I know I thought she won the sec. I don't know. I'm mixing up. I know I at least definitely thought she won one of those fights, but I don't. I think I might have thought she won both. Um, what do you mean by oh the, the the I think he's a newer subscriber in the last month or so, but he, he watches yeah. all our videos. MDGAF somehow mm-hmm. think Kayla Harrison could beat Nunes if she improves her striking and tests her chin, at least at 145. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not super familiar with Kayla Harrison. I've heard she's a beast. I've seen some of her highlights. Same. Uh, But that could be, you know, maybe a UFC signing. UFC may grab her from Invicta and bring her over and let Amanda Nunes fight her at 145, we would have to see. That's true, and we we would have to see. But here's also the problem. Um, How many fights would she have before she gets a title fight? And then exactly who would she be fighting within the division that does not exist? You know, so there's there's a multitude of issues that's there. And also for a fighter, sometimes um, them improving is you have to, as they say, iron sharpens iron. You know, you can't just throw her in there against a bum and then, you know, hope that just through the training camps and stuff like that, through repetition, she's going to improve. Sometimes you want to see these fighters uh, tested. And I wish there was a division to actually test, um, you know, these ladies here that are going to potentially come in. Yeah, yeah. Um... Man, I'm I'm just keep getting distracted by all these live chats. Me too. Over here. Me too. <laughs> um, Yusuf said Sanhagen beats him for me. I agree. Yeah. I am the difference. Said yo, the link disappeared. So I guess he's still looking for that link. I don't think there's a message feature on YouTube. So somehow you guys need to figure it out. There used link to out. be. I could have sworn there used to be one. You know, but I don't know. With all the changes, this was like years ago. With all the changes, who knows? Um, so let me ask you guys there in the chat. What do you think is a wrestling differential between TJ Dillashaw and Corey Sanhagen? Because I think TJ could take Sanhagen down, man. Um, what do you guys see? How do you guys see that as? Because I think that that's the difference. If he TJ can take him down or not, you know, and and that's the question. But as of as of now, I'm still concerned about, um, you know, will that be the factor? It was like if he's able to take him down or not. I'm not sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your question. No, no, no. Just, just say, cause I was going to say something else. Yep. I feel like for me, Aljamain Sterling obviously is a way better wrestler than, uh, you know, TJ Dillashaw. Still not no slouch, and man. I know. I yeah. know. But also I feel like TJ never really utilizes his wrestling much. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, we've seen time and time again, me and you've mentioned this. It seems like nobody ever mentions this. It seems like a taller guy always seems to have the Hardest. wrestling advantage. Is they're yeah. super hard to take down. Yep. Um, so I just feel like Sanhagen is going to come in. You know, I feel like, he, especially since the Aljamain Sterling loss, I feel like he's there to try to, you know, that's his hole in his game that he really needs to patch up. And I think True. he's probably been working on that. 
True, but the, the the thing is is that TJ's takedowns are kind of funny. You know, they're like Cruz and um and and, and if you saw against uh Garbrandt, they come from very weird angles. You know, they come from very, very weird angles and he'll shoot through you. And, and sometimes he's not keeping these guys down, but he's getting them. And for Sanhagen, the way that we saw him get controlled, you know, it, it leaves there's a lot to be worried about. Because even if it gets him down, if he's not able to submit him, but he's able to hold him there, you know, it's just really problematic. Dude, I think I just heard a comment from Yusuf, uh, and it, it honestly made me think. But he said TJ ain't got the EPO to grapple for five rounds. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That's true. TJ, TJ may not come back the same as Since, he was. That, yeah, that is. And true. what's funny is we never had a YouTube channel then, and also even if we did, we wouldn't have said it because maybe we would have slightly alluded to. But I swear, nobody's gonna believe this. For years, Sully, back me up. Mm-hmm. For years, what am I going to say? Go ahead and finish my sentence so, you, so the people. Yeah, for, for years, both of us were talking about um, that TJ was cheating and with all the things that happened with Alpha Male. My memory is horrible, but um, I could lay, list off a ton of situations. I remember when Cody Garbrandt said to uh, to you, "You taught us how to cheat." He said some nonsense like that. He's like, "You yeah. taught Alpha Male how to cheat." And I remember calling Joey specifically, and I said, "Look, man, I know a lot of people. I'm from New York. I know a lot of people that behave like." Cody Garbrandt. And those are the kind of people where once they get angry, they get super honest. You know, they start airing out dirty laundry. They start, they just start throwing whatever to try to throw you under a bus without knowing that they kind of just expose themselves. And for years, I said Faber and the rest of the alpha male guys, they knew what TJ was doing and they knew he was doing something, but because he was under their banner, they supported it. They turned a blind eye to it. And the second that he wasn't, they started to say, oh, look, you were doing this, you were doing that. But when he was under their banner, you know, they wasn't saying anything. Yeah. Uh, I, agree. I dude, And you're crazy. 100% Jay, bro. Mazudor is running from um, Covington. Oh, for, for sure. For yes, sure. Also, also, I'm not sure how this live streaming works, but I think this video will be uploaded by YouTube afterwards. I think it it's will. currently up. Yeah. So if you guys, everyone who's watching right now, if you can go and like the video. It'll help us out. Yep. Uh, you know, we're still Thanks growing. We got 305 subscribers now. I'm looking right now. Uh, and we appreciate all you guys, man. It, it's crazy. Me and Sully, you guys wouldn't believe us. We say it a lot in the podcast. We probably have at least five podcasts uh, off YouTube per week. And I, literally, Sully, how many times a week do we got to say to each other, all right, dude, just stop. I don't mean to be yep. rude, but stop fucking talking to me. Yeah, yeah, because it'll it'll really destroy us. But you know what's so crazy, though, is that, um, man, for me, and I don't know how you're gonna feel about it. After this, it's gonna be hard for me to um to go back to just doing podcasts straight through Zoom because this is so cool, you know. So, so who knows? Maybe we'll just do it live every um every Wednesday that we do it. You know, or also, time. we could kind of like if we got free time, we could jump on here for half an hour. Yeah. If that's something you guys would like, make sure to comment. And let us know if you would like because like a couple times a week, really, even if we just got like 20 minutes here, 40 yep. minutes there. We could jump in and just maybe it's not a podcast, but just a quick live stream, live chat. Um, if that's something you guys would be interested in, make sure you put it in the chat and let us know because you know we're really down for whatever. We have these conversations anyway, so if it's something you guys want to hear, just mess around, you know, ask us questions. Um, basically, have a conversation with you guys. And I want to honor all questions, so let's answer this last one from Yusuf for last week. He said Shevchenko has four title defenses. Um, will she beat DJ's record of eleven title defenses? And I will say no. Um, uh, what was the question? Hold on, sorry, I missed that. So she has four titles defensives currently, uh, Valentina. 
And he's saying, um, and DJ, you know, he has a record of 11 title defenses. Will she beat that? Which means she would have to get 12 to beat that record. I don't think so. Which eight more wins. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Jay Bra said, I'm down. I guess he's talking about the, the live chats. Yeah, appreciate uh, you guys for running up the likes, too. I see uh, did some I? likes did come in. Yep. Let me get a chat. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, yep. I just say, yeah, everyone who's watching pretty much seems like they like the video. Uh, we appreciate it, man. We're going to – I think this is the first time. we, Me and Sully literally been been put – not putting off, but we haven't been able to do the podcast because we've been recording other videos and then doing other stuff. And the, all right, we got to do life it. Coming to play, yeah. yeah. We got to do it. We got to do it. And then finally we're like, all right, let's get on. You know, even it's better late than never. And then yep. I said, you know what? Let's try a live stream. We've been talking about the live stream. And you know what? I'm going to let them in on something crazy. Yeah. Some of you guys in particular that we see here, one day you will be wielding the band hammer. <laughs> y'all will be policing the <laughs> the comments and y'all will have the power to ban, to ban people when the channel gets bigger. Oh, so. man, that, that's... <laughs> That's one thing me and Sully have always talked about. Like, you know, even when we get a couple thousand subscribers or whatever, which eventually yeah. it'll happen, we're just going to keep putting out videos. We like doing it. We like talking about MMA. Uh, but we've seen in a lot of YouTube comments, a lot of people's channels, whether it's MMA or otherwise, it's a cancerous, you know, comment yeah. section. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that. And we don't want that in our channel at all. We want to have, you know, I want to consider everybody friends, just chatting, you know, we can yeah. have difference of opinions. You know, somebody can think one thing, somebody can think another. And uh, so so I think, you know, I hope Jay is around in like, you know, maybe six yeah. months when we got when we got a bigger live chat, maybe we'll be doing a stream. We'll need him to, to ban people saying Sully's uglier. Yeah, yeah. Some other nonsense. Yep. <laughs> and then we have um, we have Yusuf, you know, uh, especially since we see he popped up here. Um, but he's always been the top candidate to, you know, unleash them bans on people. <laughs> them shadow bans. You just see something like, yep. <laughs> Bang. that'd be hilarious um but yeah you know that's one thing you said that's true uh we have to see what uh dillashaw looks like after he um he comes back and what's weird too is that at the end of the day i think now we'll figure out what what he's really made out of because if he loses dillashaw strikes me as the kind of guy where he'll try to cheat again you know if he loses again and they claim he just rebuilt himself um do something different. I don't. I don't trust him. I don't think. Yeah, I am the difference that he'd be honored to be in my trust. <laughs> I saw Yo, that. That's why I was laughing. Yeah, you. You. Yeah. Look. Yo. I'm telling you. Some of you that comment, and y'all know who you guys are on a regular basis. Joey and I privately, we've had these discussions many times with ourselves. We're like, yeah, this person for for what they mean to the community, for how they interact, for how we, we can always rely on you guys from just asking questions, just just helping us be a better channel. You guys will have that power. So don't think you're, anything goes unnoticed. You guys yeah. will have that power. It's just a matter <laughs> of just sticking around. You know, as you stick around long enough, yeah, you'll be a mod. Because we're going to need mods sooner. I don't know if you guys see um, a lot of these other channels, Um, what, what stuff just turns into, you know, over time. Especially when people get to favoritism, you know, you got guys that you like, guys that you don't like and whatnot. And we're just a channel for discussion, you know. We want everybody to be able to discuss and stuff. Exactly. Um, also, right now, she's not in the comment section. But Katie is watching this live stream right now. I hounded her to get on uh, for picks for UFC 259, but she yep. just she, she's not into doing the audience thing. Um, but it's crazy because me and Sully, and I got one other friend, 
and uh, Katie, I've been keeping tra- we've been keeping track of all the championship title fight picks for an entire year. And in 2020 and 2019, Katie came in first place both times. I think I was in second place the first year. Sully was in third place the first year. And then Sully was in second place 2020, and I was in third place. And and I would place. say this. I would have came in second place both years. But that first year, in order to beat Katie, I had to take risky picks because it, it, there was just with the amount of picks that was left, there was no way I would be able to beat her fighting on take yeah we've just yeah. been locked in place the also for kevin i don't know if you recognize i don't recognize kevin it's yeah he's, good, he's been pleasure. around okay so it's a pleasure to have you um this is like the first or second time i've seen you comments is great and we're all hyped for that pay-per-view tomorrow um and also apply the pressure to katie man katie she's a very intelligent katie, hey MMA she just fan. texted me and said excuses excuses oh look at this that's hilarious she's a very that but it's the truth <laughs> not this is not no paulo costa stuff it's the truth she's a very intelligent fan but furthermore, you know, I'm, I'll tell a personal story. She um, she did something that I always be grateful for. When we were at zero subscribers, when we just thought about making um, the channel and whatnot, Joey and I, and this is the truth, and I'm sure you guys will know, we only we only believed in each other, and we was we didn't have a set goal. We just said we're gonna go out this, we're gonna do this. She created our first YouTube um, profile picture. And she didn't have to do that. We didn't have, at that point, we didn't have any kind of tech skills. As you guys know, we were doing um, pictures, pictures only and all, and that was giving us a headache. The pictures and just the audio only was giving us a headache, you know, but she took the time to create a profile picture for us. uh, The original logo. Yeah, the original logo, which kind of then turned and and turned into the logo that we had. It's because it's even still kind of based off of that first logo that we had. You know, and um, and I always appreciated that because a lot of people, it's it's free to believe in your friends, but you you won't get that from a lot of people. And she does watch the uh, podcast on a regular basis, and she's a big time supporter and just a great person in general. So I hope that one day she does pop up here. Yeah, I am the deference that Katie is a ghost. Doubt she's real. Katie, please comment in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you see that because that's that's great. <laughs> Katie's a ghost. Nah, she's real. She's real. She's real. <laughs> She some somehow she beats us in the picks. I don't know. Yes. Sully, so I remember Sully said to me one. I don't know if it was you know two years ago when she was originally ahead and she was like, yeah. "Dude, where the fuck is she getting her picks from?" That's true. Because she ain't copying you because you ain't doing good. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. I've always assumed this that because she um she kind of is an island to herself in terms of like MMA emotion doesn't get involved and also if you notice some of the conversations that joey and i will have we'll be able to sway each other on how we feel and sometimes that just that being able to sway each other is the difference between picking one person versus picking another but her opinion doesn't get polluted because she doesn't really take parts in um yeah she those, just probably looks you know yeah, kind of what she remembers yep um man this is this is crazy i appreciate all you guys posting in this live chat we'll definitely got to do this more Sully. i'm enjoying this um will a champion be dethroned for the first time since 2019 tomorrow yeah you're right all 2020 champions retain their belt Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna say no based off my pick i'm gonna say yan is going to keep his belt but sully is obviously his answer is yes yep yep and i've also i've also wanted to just put this into um perspective right um how long because now I've been a Yan believer. 
I've been a Lamb. I believe that he was going to take the title. He was going to grab that title. But here's the thing. Um, I told Joey when when Yan had won, I said, how long do we honestly believe that he could stay light heavyweight champion? Age, the fact that at that time, I think you look, look at first of all, look at Alexander Rockage. What's the other guy's name? That's just like, just, um, you talking about Yuri Prochaska? Yeah, Yuri Prochaska. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, just to state of the division, you have two guys. Because I believe Alexander Rockets could be a champion. You know, I honestly believe. And we'll, we'll see. I, the, the size, the, the striking prowess, the uh, the power, you understand? Like, and, and also his age and the fact that he's getting better. There's a really big champion chance that he could be um, a champion in the future. So, how long do you even think Yankee hold on to the belt? I don't. I don't think he'll be able to hold on to it for that long. I think he would be able to get maybe two title defenses in max if he was to be able to walk away from. Um, I think Alessandro, and that's it. I think there's a chance he could lose it to Glover. To be honest, yeah, and that's also crazy. And also, I think Glover deserved this title shot. Nobody, you know, that's not a popular opinion because everybody mm-hmm. wants to see Adesanya versus Yan, me included. But Glover really did deserve that title shot, and uh, Glover, Glover did. I seen has Santos. No, okay, so has Santos fought since John Jones? Yes, he has. He fought Glover to share. Yep. Mm-hmm. He remember he rocked him uh, early on, almost got the finish, and. Then, and then he ended up not being able to get it. This is what I like. I am the difference is applying the pressure to Katie. <laughs> this is exactly uh, what I like. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he probably thinks I'm picking up my phone and commenting from yeah. that. But, uh, but this is exactly what I like. Uh, we have to be careful, though, because I don't want this to push her into further obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just imagine. Like. I can only imagine the smile on her face. She's downstairs right now watching this. <laughs> um. Uh, what else we got on here? There was something. Oh, let's talk more about because because uh, Jay Bro said I'm ashamed at Masvidal. He turned into the same person he ate it two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's running from Colby. Man, it, it's a it's annoying because me as as a guy who was a huge Masvidal fan, he's he completely turned me off in the last year or so. Uh, it seems like, and this is my opinion, um, it seems like that. Ever since he got that KO over Ben Askren and he got a little bit of – because before he was a great fighter, but nobody ever really talked about him too much. He was kind of in the shadows. He got that little bit of shine. Then all of a sudden he's, like, negotiating himself out of fights. Um, he's not fighting as often as he was, you know. Um, you know, it seems like – and I get it kind of in a way, you know. You know, a guy who's been fighting for so long, maybe he wants – you know, he's now – he's getting all this attention. He's like, UFC, you need to pay me for all the years that I was underpaid in a way. Yep. But it just seems like every time we hear about him, it's like impossible to get a fight going with him. You know, he, he the, the Usman fight wasn't going to happen, but unless Gilbert Burns didn't get the virus last year and then Usman and then uh, Masvidal stepped in on short notice. Um, but now, you know, it's he hasn't fought since that was the last time he fought Masvidal was Usman last summer, right, Sully? Mm-hmm. So, and so it's and then before that, he hadn't fought since Nate Diaz. Me and Sully actually went. Uh, to that event, we you guys probably heard us talk about it multiple times on there, um, on the channel. That uh, ooh, hopefully I didn't mess this up. Yeah. Um, and and you know you know what's what's messed up is that for me I I felt I used to tell Joey all the time. Um, and this is neither here nor there. So take this loosely that Masvidal even before the Askren fight he was he was doing what he was supposed to do as a fighter. He was angling for certain kinds of fights that would be in his favor. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I always knew that that would progress into something something more. And that's what we see now. And for Mazel, I don't like, for him as a person and for me growing up, like him as a person, I really, I don't, he doesn't speak to me as a person. 
like his his personality, the way he behaves and stuff, is not attractive to me because I grew up a certain kind of way, and you, you, I'm I'm able to tell like you know like who's really a street dude and who's really not, and he's 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 not one of those. But to people from the outside looking in that aren't street people themselves, they wouldn't be able to recognize that. Um, one example of that is that two piece in a biscuit. People were saying that for years. For years, when I was a little kid, I used to hear that. And then MMA fans, because there's a certain demographic of MMA fans, they were able to, they, that must have been the first time they ever heard that. And that just blew up. And I thought that was like so ridiculous because that's something that I've heard like little kids say to each other for years when I was growing up. So, um, you know, it's just a whole different dynamic there. But then he's such a, he's such a, he came around at the perfect moment, had the perfect wins. And now he's using that to leverage getting his money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with leveraging getting your money. But I think avoiding fights, avoiding tough fights, avoiding relevant fights, I think there's a big problem with that. And, um, you know, that's what he's been doing lately. But it's not only him. If you look at the different permutations, we've had it on a different podcast we spoke about of dumb welterweight guys and how they somehow all avoided each other. You know, it's um, it's just such a shame that you see stuff like that, and that, and it sucks. It seems like whatever's it's going annoying, on in that division, man. yeah, is going on real quick. And also, is you know, look, we're over an hour into this podcast, and we didn't bring this up. Um, for Hamza Chamaya, man, um, with his whole situation and whatever's going on with him, you know, all we can do is, uh, is, um, is just say, you know, hopefully he gets better. If he doesn't get better. And then, and he's not able to fight again, that maybe he'll be able to move on with his life. Cause it's so confusing. You got Dana White that's always talking about someone says they're retired. He comes out and say that he's, they're not retired. You know, who, who knows? So I don't know what's going on with Hamza. Everything's just been speculation at this point. And my, to me, I'm always going to take guys for their word. I'm going to say he's done until he says otherwise. And um, it just sucks. Cause that, that division in particular now that he's gone, we have to look. Obviously, there's Edwards is still there. We have to see how he comes back and he looks like. Because, look, he battled it himself, and he's been gone for forever. Um, you have Jorge Masvidal, who's going to be fighting for the title. Yeah, I expect him to lose against Usman. Usman's going to take the trash out, and then he's going to go back to either he's just not going to fight again or he's going to try to fight Nate. And, uh, you know, it's a fun division, but they got to start fighting each other. I know, man. The welterweight division just seems like nobody wants to fight each other, man. Yeah. It's so annoying. Um, oh, man, I, I can't wait for, uh, you know, hopefully. Thank you very much. Yeah, Mazzo is definitely trying to be a Walmart, Tony Montana. Yeah, And because <laughs> of the dom- demographic of MMA fans, they're going to suck it up. You know, that's one of the things that I've always told Joey. I would say, you know, some some of these some of these characters that you have there, they can only fool a certain kind of person. Like if you grew up a certain kind of way and you're actually like you you actually been a part of certain things, seen per certain things, like it doesn't fool you. But for other people who are not used to it, like the WWE stick and the type of stuff, they'll fall for a hook, line, and sinker. And Mazio is definitely one of those guys. To me, he's like John Cena. That's <laughs> like that's exactly what he's like. So no, that's that's the best way I can put that. Oh, man. I, I would go as far as to say that Kobe Covington's personality, which we know is fake, may be just as authentic as the one that Roy Monsell puts on on a regular basis. I think he had a certain personality for years, and it was a little bit different. And then what happened is people kind of latched onto it, 
and then tried to make it into something it wasn't. And in turn, like, it's like almost like he's trying to like a piece of it is true. You know what I'm saying? Like a very small piece, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. almost like he's trying to, because people are putting it on him, but obviously his own fault too, is trying to like ratchet it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, how yeah. Conor McGregor, he's, he acts like himself, but at the same time, he's doing it. A magnified version of a yeah, magnified version. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jay Bro said, honestly, Colby is the only person who always wants to smoke. I'm not sure on that either because he didn't want the Leon Edwards fight. And that and for was a long big... time, the Woodley, the Woodley fight with him, they they had they claimed they had troubles with negotiation. But you, you know what's funny, you know, about um Covington. Remove Covington's personality from everything. Covington as a fighter is just a blue-collar guy. You know, if you remove anything, he's he's kind of there to fight. Um and but he's funny too. I don't know. All the welterweights is like they get into this realm where either they're gonna try to price themselves out of fights if they got to take the risk, or they just don't want to take the risk, you know. Because even when that Woodley fight did come into fruition, by then Woodley did not seem like a threat to anybody. Exactly. And when Woodley was when Woodley was the threat, that's when the fight was automatically hard to make. And Woodley claimed he was running. Covington claimed Woodley was running. You know, so it was it's weird. After Usman, he's going to go back to journeyman fights against Diaz, but a fan, but he's living of living of Askren KO. I think basically he's That's living true. off the Askren KO, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Yusuf said that um, Kobe was probably angry that Mazio got a uh, rematch and didn't want to do the UFC a favor. That's, That's Probably. Yeah. And he said Edwards isn't the upper class of welterweight. I know he hasn't fought in forever, so that's the problem here. But I believe he is, and I believe the winner of that fight, if it would have been Colby versus Leon Edwards, that would have been a big fight. And I think mm-hmm. the winner of that fight would have earned the next title shot, guaranteed, no doubt about it. I think the reason that the UFC was so desperate to hang on to that Hamzat versus Leon Edwards fight, I think it's because they wanted to give Hamzat a title shot, but they needed a quality name. Yep. They weren't just going to let Hamzat beat some guy outside the top 10 and they give him a title shot. People would have rioted off of that. So I think that's the real reason why they were so desperate hanging on to that fight. And I think Colby missed an opportunity because I think if he would have took that fight, he would have been able to get a title shot with the winner over Leon Edwards. But Leon Edwards is a tough fight, and clearly he didn't want it. He turned it down. But I, but I give all sides on that one. Um, let's see what else we got. UFC also did themselves a disservice, like, you know, pushing uh, Hamza out that hard. And this is the reason why I told you guys many, many times over and over, you got to bring these guys along slowly because now look at the situation that um, Hamza himself is in, you know. Bad I know, situation. man. Bad, bad so, situation. Yeah. And it sucks. And then also now look at the state of the division because uh, Leon Edwards should have been given a chance to just move on. Now look where he's at. Well, and even if he wins here, what does that win really do for him? I know. If, if I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Muhammad, you know. Um, for, I wanted to ask, by the way, but also remember I said, we actually did a video on it that did well. Uh, we wanted to see – uh, if if Hamzat fell out again, we wanted to see Michael Chiesa step in and fight yep. Leon Edwards, mm-hmm. which they could have done, but they just kept the Chiesa versus Neil Magny. Fight. And that would have been that would have been a better um, win and test for uh, Leon Edwards. Yep. Oh, without a doubt, definitely. I want to see, depending on his health and if he does come back, I want to see Hamzat versus Michael Chiesa upon return. I think that's a great matchup. I uh, think he's done. Guys. I think he's done for further notice. In fact, um, you know, for um, Paul B, uh, if he does watch this eventually, I don't think we see Hamza tomorrow for the rest of the year. I got a feeling. I think he's. I think he's done. 
Uh, that's that's if we ever see him to begin with. Best case scenario, we see him towards the end of the year would be my guess. Um, Katie, Difference wants you to comment his pick, comment your pick for the main event. Uh, So make sure you do that for him. She's not going to do it because remember, I tried to press her to give him the main event pick too, and she didn't do that. She didn't do it either. She ran off. She likes to wait till like the right before the pay per view starts. Yeah, she ran right off and just disappeared right out of the the camera. She was never even in the camera angle. I just heard her voice and she just disappeared. Um, uh, I am the defense also said I wanted to ask you guys about Kara France versus Rogerio Bonturin. Um, we didn't talk about that fight that much because there were so many fights on this card, man. It was hard to go back and really do the enough enough research and watch enough tape on these guys to really make a pick. Um, I remember really thinking Kara France was was a good fighter, but Rogerio Bonturin, I don't. To be honest, I don't remember him too much. Do you, Sully? He's no. got, there's so many fighters, man. It's hard. But that's also why when we do this, um, when we do this, uh, the prelims, when we go through the prelims, it gives us a chance because sometimes there is things that we do want to talk about and we didn't get as mo- a moment to talk about it during the week, but we'll have a chance to talk about it during that. If we do the prelims live, we'll have a chance to talk about it as it's ongoing and the skills that we see there. Because even in what you guys don't know is even in the post fights that we do, because of time time constraints and because of how we do the videos, we have to give you guys a we go in depth, but it's still a a it's a shortened version of all the things that we could talk about, you know, because it it's kind of YouTube is kind of like a race, you know, like whoever could get the content out first because a lot of people want to consume it. And as the channel grows, the time constraints will be less and less because the people that's going to tune into us, they're just going to tune in anyway. You know, but for now, it's just kind of been a race to get stuff going. So I think that'll improve the channel going forward. What do you think? Also, I want to ask everybody, do you guys want us to do the post-fight live stream tomorrow? Do you think we should do that tomorrow, Sully, the post-fight? We'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a pro- it's not a it's not a problem for me. We'll have to see how this works we'll as see. far as I don't know. Yeah. I don't see we don't understand exactly if it gets uploaded automatically. It should, right it should because I think so. The first one that messed up. I, when I went to go um, delete it off there, I saw it. And I saw I was able to put it public and stuff, so it should be there. Okay. It'll be, like, under the live tab, and then it should be there. But this is the first test run, and we'll see. So so do you guys – let us know in the chat if you guys want us to do the post-fight live tomorrow, and then, obviously, it'll be uploaded for you to watch later on. Uh, because a lot of times it's kind of – there's that gap there. The fights end, then we record the video, then by the time we upload it and everything, it's been, like, an hour or so, 45 minutes, an hour, depending. We've been getting better at it lately. Um, but if you would prefer to be able to, as soon as the fights end – Jump on here and, and see what our thoughts about it. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts too. Um, and this also avoids. Um, oh my God! Issues. Look at Yusuf's look at Yusuf's comments. But go ahead. This avoids rendering issues. Issues yeah, that right. yeah that we've been experiencing because there's stuff behind the scenes that you know we've been experiencing. Oh, Yusuf. So, so hold on, I was, Yusuf. I, I see your comment. Does that mean as soon as the fight's over, you're going to sleep, or do you miss the live event? Because if you miss the live event, man, I, I feel terrible for you. I got to move you to the United States or something because mm. that time it's 6.30 a.m. What the Jeez. heck? That's hard to be an MMA fan over in the U.K. So let, yeah. let us know. I'm curious if, if you'll be uh, staying up to watch the event. And Do you stay up to watch most of the events? Yusuf is a soldier, man, because I'm, I'm telling you this right now. That right there would be really difficult for me. Dude, that would be so hard. Yeah. Imagine your next day would be ruined. I remember one of the first uh, fight pass events was John Hathaway versus Dong Young Kim I think it was and 
I woke up at four o'clock in the morning or something, five o'clock in the morning to watch that event. He says, I usually watch most events. So soldier. Um, yeah. So as soon as that event's over, I bet you're so tired, man. You probably go right to sleep, especially tomorrow. It might not be over till 8 a.m. for you because three title fights. Imagine they all get a decision somehow. Um, I'm curious, what's everyone's predictions for uh, Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Yan? Me and Sully both picked Peter Yan, but I'm curious what everyone else thinks. Yeah. I actually know – I'm still – I'm going to tell this story. I actually know a guy that trains with um, Aljamain Sterling, and he claims that Sterling's been really focused on his jab, and maybe we'll see that that's the factor in the fight. I don't know. That's just what he told me. Um, the guy that that I know that trains with him is a jiu-jitsu guy because I'm from um, I'm from New York. So, you know, and, and Sterling, he uh, he trains over here with uh, Ray Longo and the rest of these, um, you know, that camp right there. So um, this same guy that I know, he's taking pictures with a bunch of the guys. So I know that he's definitely rolled with them because I've seen videos with him rolling with them and whatnot. But that's what he claims. I don't know how true it is. I don't I don't know. Um if that's really going to be a focus for his game plan, but that's just what I was told. I'm curious, man. I just don't think Sterling really has a chance on the feet. Me either. I don't think so either. He told, he told me, he told me that it was be more competitive than uh, what we thought, but you know, I, I welcome everyone's opinion. So I never just, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, cause it's and just, it could as, be. yeah. But I just wanted to make sure that I did say that. So just in case it, it does happen, you know, I'd be like, all right, look, this is what this guy told me, and this is what we saw. So, nope, so uh, oh wow, you just said the pay per views are free here. We just need a small TV subscription with the channel, man. That's fantastic. I what is that like BT Sports or something like that? I think that is for you guys or something like that. Um, that's a massive trade off. I don't think I think I'd rather pay the seventy dollars and have it at a good time. I actually wish it was an hour or two earlier, mm, our time. Too. Yeah. Um, but I don't think. Yeah, it would ruin it for me. I'd rather, I'd rather watch for the time for the timing, right? But, but just the subscription cost, I'd love that small TV um, subscription, and you get the channel and you're able to watch. Yeah, he's like, yep, BT Sports, yep. yep. So that's that's exactly that's exactly what I um what I would love to do because I'm be honest with you, the the model of of how you have ESPN Plus is just highway robbery to pay to pay for the right to purchase a pay per view. Absolutely disgusting. Very true. Yeah, Very true. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, me and Sully have talked about this in private, but I don't know if we ever talked about it on the channel. We want the UFC to do like a, a ESPN Plus subscription where they include basically everything from Fight Pass, and maybe it's like $30 a month, but it includes all the pay-per-views. And I know a lot of people are going to say that sounds crazy. Why would they do that when they get people to spend $70 on it? But the thought process behind it is, at the $30 price point, more people are going to buy it. Yep. So then for it makes up the difference. You know, if you have a million people buy it at $30 versus, you know, 50,000 people buy it at $70, you're going to make more money with the $30 price point. So yeah, me and Sully always wanted to see that. And I think it's a possibility for the future. Uh, but how long it may take to get here, who knows? Exactly. Sadly, I might have to run off here in um, the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Oh man, but this has been a fun first live chat. We've had we did our first live chat, and it seems like these these guys, you know, most of these guys um, want us to do more. So um, we'll have to jump on here more often and do these oh, live definitely, chats. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm gonna lose ten years of my life for waking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, 
Yusuf, sadly, that's how it is. Sometimes okay. it costs you the stuff, you know, and you're sacrificing your health just to watch these um, events. Me personally, I couldn't do that, man. I would never watch anything live at that point. And yeah, um, same here with the subscription model. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep, yep. Um, Kevin Weeks said, salute to you, Yusuf, and he said he's going to pick you in. Jay Bro yeah. said, I got faith in Sterling. Yeah, shout out. You, you know, I wonder, man. I wonder. We'll see. There's so much diff different things to talk about, so much to do. You know, um, it's it's a great time to be an MMA fan. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before I get off here, let's let's have a little quick discussion because we didn't even get to do a singular video on it. And we were so overwhelmed by the support you guys shown on this chat. Like, it kind of threw some stuff off because we usually plan out the podcast differently. I can never pronounce the man's name correctly. Ottoman Azaitar, I think. Yep. They said potatoes was in that bag. That is not true, bro. Nobody jumps from balcony to balcony <laughs> to deliver potatoes to somebody. That is completely not true. I'm not e I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I'm not even like any place near the realm of that. But I can tell you unequivocally, I do not believe that. We will never, ever, ever find out what was really in the context of mm -hmm. um uh, of that bag but there's no way that somebody jumped about from balcony to balcony to deliver potatoes to Otman Aztar Otman yeah, yeah so so yeah there's no way there's no way man yeah, yeah. parkour to deliver potatoes really yeah yeah there's absolutely <laughs> no way that ain't happened man that did not happen oh um... I remember I got I got that article and I sent it to you and then you was like it was like the morning. I think you just woke up. You was like, wait, whoa. I'm like, yeah, potatoes? Come on. Potatoes? Even what the was whole... he doing with the potatoes? That's true. Yeah, you making that's... french fries, baked potatoes? What? Yeah, so, nah, that don't make sense. Something else was in that bag, but but we'll never know. Yep. You know, we'll just chalk that up. Maybe, maybe in a couple years, if he if he blows up and he'll be a champion, he'll pull a John Jones and be like, yeah, I did hide under the octagon. Or he'll say, yeah, I did have something in that bag, and it wasn't potatoes. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, there was one more question I remember from la from last week. Uh, uh, a Brazilian subscriber of ours, Edson uh, Jr., asked us, and I told him we would we would answer on the podcast. We had to think more about it. Um, but he said, uh, "If Adesanya wins the fight next week, do you think he will stay in the division or fight with Jones and go back to middleweight? What do you think will happen if Adesanya, your prediction, does become true?" and uh, he wins the belt. Okay. Now, I think he would I, – I don't think – for Jones now, who's been putting on weight, I don't think it would be smart for him to be losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, doing the yo-yo, right? So I think that he would then attempt to fight in middleweight and then attempt to fight in light heavyweight and try to pick his battles there. And I don't think that – I think Jones would just move, continue to do what he's doing with heavyweight, and then Alessandro would – I don't think they're ever gonna fight. I think they will. I don't think Jones. I don't think Jones goes. I don't think Jones goes back to light heavyweight. And if he does, I think that he made a critical mistake. Because if that was the case, why not just do what um Alasani's doing now, and just keep your weight at in in a way where you can fight at light heavyweight and at heavyweight and not give up, you know, one for other. Why go back down? To fight him there, but I, I have no idea. We'll have to see. And all of this is contingent on 
Because people don't understand. Yeah, people don't understand. This is just contingent on uh, um, Izzy beating Yan and Jones doing what taking care of what he has to do. Because all of that is done if he does not beat Yan. If he cannot beat Yan, that the conversation is over. Uh, I've seen Adesanya speculate about this before, but Yusuf just reminded me. Adesanya said, I'll follow Jones. He said, yeah, he said that, but I don't believe true? that. No. That's what I was going to ask. No, I don't, I don't believe that. that. That's Yeah, because, you know, I've, t- I've even told you that before. But now seeing him come in at 200 pounds, you know, I, I, don't, I don't believe. I, I think there's I think there's some type of rules where yeah, they cannot the weigh yeah. a certain amount, but I don't know mm-hmm. what – I don't remember specifically what the rules were. Yeah, so I don't I don't think so. And on and on top of that, then for, for Jones, I think as being a skinny, lankier guy, he has more ability to go to heavyweight and use his physical gifts there and be more successful than Alasanya making that that big jump from going from middleweight all the way to heavyweight. That type of even if he does put on just good weight alone, that changes um, your body, your speed, everything, and then on top of that, the power of these different heavyweights. Like, ima- yo, imagine, um, imagine Stipe on top of him. Ima- imagine Francis and Ganu on top of him. You know, like just because I was saying before, imagine John Jones on top. Just John at, at like, imagine those big guys. How, what is he gonna do? So, is I don't know how realistic that is. I think, I think there's a chance we see Jones versus Adesanya just because. It's going to be a big payday for Jones, and I think Jones looks at it as an easy fight. And I know it may or may not be, but I just feel like he's got to seize that opportunity and get that paycheck. I think so. So, yeah, uh, and so it's a fight a lot of people want to see Dana White included. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. But also, I don't think it's I don't think it's, it would behoove Jones to put on weight and then try to Never. lose weight and meet him. Yeah, at, like it's just first it's not healthy. Just physiologically, it's not healthy. Just think think about that to be just back and forth, back and forth. Um. So, uh, and yeah, he, Jones does look slow hitting those mitts. You know, I'm glad that you saw that too. I saw it and I was looking at it because he does, he looks very big and he looks very slow. Um, we'll have to see how it uh, affects him. One of the examples that will, I'll use two examples. I remember people were gushing over Rockhold and, uh, and Weidman and saying, look how they look at light heavyweight. And then when they got there, they did not look like themselves at all. And there's different reasons for that. It's not just physically. But Rockhold in particular, that extra muscle and extra weight that he put on, it did not look good for him, like in the way that he fought. So um, we'll see. But these questions will be answered in the upcoming months. I know. Oh, man. This is going to clear out a day where I'm free for us to just stay on him because this is the most fun I've ever had doing any podcast. Yeah, and this is exactly what we've always wanted to do is have the live stream and talk to other people because there's a lot of people out there who, you know, don't have MMA friends to really discuss the fights with. And that's kind of how we were a little bit before, you know, we met and we started being friends. Um, And, you know, that's how I feel like we're all one big group just talking about MMA. And uh, it's it's fun, man. It's it's fun hearing these guys in real time answering their questions a little all over the place. But, man, I like doing it. It's, uh, It's amazing. Um. Any final questions from anyone before we end this live stream? And make sure you like the live stream. We appreciate it if you guys do that. I know most of you probably already have. But if not, go like it already. And if you have any any last little topics for us to talk about for the next couple minutes. Yeah, while we wait for questions to come in, um, we'll be live tweeting. But we'll also – so if you're a Twitter person and you can't you can't get to, to watch the, uh, the prelim 
um, live stream that we'll do. You know, we'll be on there too. So show some love to the to the Twitter account. Uh, we're gonna try to figure out what we're gonna do because this time we messed up big time. There will be no way for us to release the uh, this video or this podcast on Spotify because we didn't do. Yes, but we'll improve for that next time. This is the first time we did that. Um, we could probably we could probably put it in and then detach audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll try it. to get it up if it's possible. Wait, we'll you know what? Yeah, I have it. We could do it. We oh could yeah, do it you're right. I have, you don't have, I have the, the back. audio. Yeah, I have the backup. I have the audio, so we'll be able to do that. And um, oh wait, it said, "What made you fall in love with the sport?" Your first moment. Um, for me, I've always loved. Com- first of all, I love sports. Um, that has narrowed as I've gotten older, but I've also always loved combat sports. Combat sports was the first thing that I got into. And, um, I don't remember exactly what was the first event that I watched, but I remember watching, um, getting, watching an event. And I just remember the complexity of not only the strike, cause I've, I've been watching since pride and not live events of pride events that I watched was all. Like they had already happened and I started tuning in. So it was pride that I got exposed to for, but I was first a boxing fan. Then I transitioned to, I enjoyed, I enjoyed pride. Some of the stuff that I saw there was freaky to me. And then I turned to a UFC fan. So it was just from one step to another there for me. For now me, I'm getting harassed. You see both phones is going off. And <laughs> this is crazy. For me, for me, the, I really started getting into it about maybe 10, 11 years ago. And when I saw Anderson Silva pull off that last second triangle against Chael Sonnen, it's the moment I've, I said, you know, from here on out, I'm going to watch. Because I remember I was slightly interested. I'll tell this last story. They'll end the podcast on this or end the live stream on this. And, and only the OGs of the original live stream will remember this story. I was always interested in MMA slightly, but I never really wanted to buy the events or anything like that. And uh, I remember it was Rampage Jackson versus Rashad Evans. And one of my buddies said, hey, you want to go to the, the local restaurant, you know, the local Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the, the pay-per-view? And I said, sure, let's go. And we got there maybe like 930 or something like that. And it was packed. You couldn't even get in. Everybody was there. That was a huge pay-per-view at the time. So I didn't even have cable at my house. Like you couldn't even order the pay-per-view through there. So I said, all right, let's go to my aunt's house and we'll watch it. You know, she, she has direct TV. We can order it through her direct TV. I'll never forget. I was driving down this one. It's like a, it's two lane road, but it's a single road. And a car was pulling out this way and another car was coming down this way. And they pulled out in front of them and they hit each other. Like there was one car in front of me and then that accident. And uh, it wasn't like a crazy bad accident or anything like that. But uh, it's a couple other cars behind those people stopped and the car in front of me stopped. And uh, it was just about time for the pay-per-view to get started. And I said, you know what? I just went through the accident. I just swerved through Went, to, went there, ordered the pay-per-view, watched it, and I think I've ordered every pay-per-view since then. I think that was UFC 114. Yep. But uh, once I seen that Anderson Silva triangle is the real moment that I really was like, I love MMA and I, I can't miss this because it was just crazy that he got destroyed and then pulled off that triangle. And um, for me, my question for you, since I don't recognize this, is how did you get to, because you said you always was interested. I was a boxing fan first, so I was always interested in combat sports. You're not really a boxing fan. You're not a kickboxing fan. So what made you interested in combat sports? So I always, I'd had some friends who would talk about it occasionally. They were never, they were never big, huge fans. I remember mm-hmm. them talking about UFC 100. Uh, and I seen a little bit on Spike TV. I think mm-hmm. one of the first fights I've ever saw was Chuck Liddell versus Vanderlei Silva. It was a rerun. Yep. And I watched it on Spike TV. And I always wanted to get into it, but it just 
that barrier of that $65, especially when you're 15, 14, however. Yeah, yeah, was. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Edson Jr. joined the chat. Uh, we're just about to end this pretty soon, but we got to your question. We actually just talked about it. the video will be up after we end this live stream. Um, but we answered your question about Adesanya. If he, if he does win tomorrow, what does he do? Uh, but just seeing that, that Chuck Liddell versus Vanderlei fight, do you remember that fight was pretty exciting? Seeing that rerun, I was always interested, but it was hard, man, to spend that $60 at, yep. or try to even get $60 at 14, you know, 15 years old. Um, but eventually once I did, I remember I ordered, you know, I think the next pay-per-view was Chuck Liddell versus Rich Franklin where he broke his arm and knocked him out all in one punch, all in one fight, I mean, and then Chuck Liddell retired after that. Um, and ever since then, man, I've been a diehard fan, and I just – it's just hard, man. It's just, like events like tomorrow are the exact reason. Exactly. Why I'm a fan, man. Kid on Christmas, cannot wait. Super excited. Um, any final thoughts before we end our first ever live stream? The pioneer for in-depth MMA, the first live stream ever. Um, This totally blown me out of the water in terms of expectations. To me, I can almost cry, but if I would, I would do it in private. Um, <laughs> Just about the support. Because even now... At 300 subscribers, the support that we just got doing this first one, I, I'm just blown away, man. I appreciate every single one of you guys. You're part of the End Up MMA family. And um, we make the videos, but you guys also, you're the engine to this car, you know, and we appreciate you. Everything, the support, the love that you guys shown, the questions, and interacting with us, like, we appreciate all of it, you know. Yep. Yep, so we'll be doing a live stream tomorrow for the prelims like you guys asked. We'll probably be live streaming the post-fight, hopefully. Uh, and eventually we will get into doing the Fight Companion live stream. So um, if you haven't already, make sure to like this video. And we'll see you very soon.